Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. I am Ashley Blood, and I'm a senior public relations student at Kent State University. And I'm Hannah Mayer, and I'm also a senior public relations major at Kent State. And today you're listening to Taylor's Version, a podcast where we talk about Taylor Swift re-recording her albums and how she uses the digital world to keep her fans excited about her new work. So before we start talking about Taylor Swift actually re-recording her albums, we thought we should give some background as to why she is re-recording those albums in the first place. So a couple of years ago, she brought up that she wanted to own her music. And in the music industry, this isn't rare. Lots of your favorite artists don't own their music. And if they do, they don't own it fully. It's either owned by a record label that they're under or management or whoever has the rights to the music. And so a couple of years ago, she brought up that she wanted to own her discography. And when she was when she brought it up and was in the process of doing that, it was then sold out from under her to Scooter Braun. And if you don't know who Scooter Braun is, he is a very famous manager in the music industry with artists like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. I thought was so cool about like when this was going on is Taylor Swift was so transparent about it with her fans which I feel like isn't super common with the business side of music artists, especially like A-list celebrities like Taylor Swift will tend to keep those things really private and quiet and swept under the rug. And she was super public about it, talking about it all on her social media and interviews because she wanted her fans to kind of discuss this. She was really mad and disturbed about it for good reason. And Swifties had an uproar. They were not happy about it at all. (laughs) And they had every right not to be happy about it. Yeah, because their favorite artists should definitely own the rights to their own music, especially when they started making music at, what, 14, 15 years old. But I actually have a tweet from Kelly Clarkson, who tweeted Taylor Swift when all of this information came out. And she put Taylor Swift 13. Just a thought, you should go in and re-record all the songs that you don't own the masters on exactly how you did them, but put brand new art and some kind of incentive so fans will no longer buy the old versions. I'd buy all of the new versions just to prove a point. And although it's speculated this might have given Taylor the inspiration to re-record her albums, I think she was way ahead of Kelly Clarkson. She's smart. She's a genius. But that's what Taylor Swift did. She went in, she re-recorded all of this music that we all grew up on, all of her old albums pretty much identically to how they were they were originally released. Um, she just put some new artwork on it and re-released them, and she owns 100% of it, which is super dope. And a huge concern with re-recording these albums is are fans going to be excited about it? Because since they are older, there was a concern, are fans still going to be interested? Are they still going to be excited? And I think a perspective that will keep those fans excited is that these newer fans or younger fans who may not have gotten to experience those younger Taylor Swift eras like Red, they now get to re 
experience those eras together with Taylor. And I think that's something super special that gets fans excited, especially because now she's including songs that have never been heard before, like that she wrote for these albums, but never released because she had to keep it to a certain length or the record label didn't want the album to be too long or whatever it may be. So now she's able to just do whatever she wants, which brings me to the promotion for Red uh, that just recently came out last week, November 12th. And this, the promo for this album started way before the album was even released. Mm -hmm. So back in August of 2021, actually, Taylor, out of nowhere, as she does, tweeted a video. And the video was of it zooming in onto a vault. And the vault door opens and all of a sudden all these letters come flying out of the vault doors. And basically fans caught on pretty quickly. They started writing down all these letters. And pretty quickly, they realized that this was the track list for Fred Taylor's version. And so now they were equipped with the task of unscrambling all of those song titles, which for Taylor Swift fans didn't take very long. <laughs> it might <laughs> because, sound easy because, uh, oh, we already know all the track songs. But this is kind of where we talked about the um, some new songs coming in during that era. She wrote she included quite a few new songs in the Red album which is super cool so the fact that Swifties were able to uncover song tracks that they didn't even know existed says something about her fan base no I completely agree like I remember the day this happened like all over Twitter people in her replies like they were freaking out trying to be the first ones to figure all this out like Mm -hmm. and I was amazed at how fast they were able to unscramble all of these title tracks like literally with within the same day and it's just insane to me I my brain does not work like that yeah (laughs) did she end up confirming those were the song titles I think she did right she put out the track list before yeah once the excitement over that tweet died down and like people started to like figure out all of the track titles she then tweeted out I believe it was a picture then of the track list Mm -hmm. and was like congratulations you figured out all the titles here's the track list for red taylor's version including all of the new songs from the vault and i know a lot of them like although that one was like prior to the release of her album a lot of it her promotion was actually done kind of like the day of release like album release day and my favorite personally is the collab that she did with starbucks they kept it really on the down low and what's cool is that they kind of only use social media to promote the collab it was not on the menu it was not really anywhere besides i saw it on tiktok i want to see starbucks comment on taylor swift's tiktok when people started seeing that starbucks commented on it her tiktok they were like oh my gosh a collaboration's coming and then starbucks ended up tweeting about it that you could go into the starbucks line ask for taylor's drink and then you would get a non-fat caramel latte which is what taylor swift orders at starbucks and then it has a little sticker on it that says tay's version in parentheses or it says tay's in parentheses and then on the cup it says taylor's version which is so cute. I've gotten it like five times already. But just that kind of cool little collaboration incentive was really cool. The fact that they didn't even promote it and everyone's talking about it. I think it's really cool, especially that they didn't put it on the menu or have any official promo for the drink. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like, if you know, you know, which I thought was really funny and also really cool because it also makes the fans feel like they're like in this exclusive world like they know what's going on and they're able to go to Starbucks like a big chain like Starbucks and just say I want Taylor's drink Mm -hmm. and get this 
specialized drinks served to them. I think that's definitely really cool and for sure makes fans feel special for being a part of that. And like on Taylor's Red release day, she had so many things planned that it felt like like you're waiting for your favorite movie to come up or to premiere in the movie theaters and you're waiting and you're waiting and the day comes and you're so excited to, to go. Well, that's how it felt, but in so many different aspects, because we were getting her album released. We were getting a Starbucks little promotion thing going on. And then she actually directed a short film to be released the day of her album dropping, which is like so cool that she did that. And she kind of teased that before. I know she put a TikTok up. Um, she tweeted the video and it was like a little sneak peek. It was actually kind of a music video for her very popular song, All Too Well. But it also acted as a short film because there was definitely some acting in it when there wasn't music playing. And she set it up to be this beautiful story of what she thinks All Too Well means to her and to her fans, which is super cool. And before we dive into that short film, I also just remembered that before Red, the re-release came out on the 12th, like a few days prior, everybody was waiting for the 10 minute version of All Too Well. Yeah, Because that's one of the most iconic songs from that album. Mm -hmm. Ask literally any Swifty and they will probably say that in their top five favorite Taylor Swift songs like it is a very very popular song and so Taylor created this 10 minute version the original version of the song that she wanted to release and she knew that fans were excited about this song and so on her Instagram story a few days prior to the actual release she leaked that's in air quotes she leaked all too well the 10 minute version a part of it on Instagram story (laughs) and If you're a Taylor Swift fan, you know that 13, she does everything with the number 13. And so she left this leak, again, in air quotes, on her Instagram story for 13 minutes, and then it was deleted. So it was like, fans were like, oh my God, is this a mistake? Like, is this an accident? And then they saw that she left it up for 13 minutes. And they were like, oh, no, classic Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift does not make mistakes. Everything is strategic. Like, she's smart. She's so smart. Taylor Swift is strategic yeah like if you think it's an accident it's not it was probably thought out and it's genius her digital strategies and how she uses social media is genius to me I mean she saw that I want to say wildest dreams was trending as a TikTok sound and even though it wasn't an album she was planning on re-releasing anytime soon she went and re-released that single so that people started using that sound on TikTok instead of her original sound I mean she is on top of it like I don't feel like any artist would be like ready to release the song just because it's trending on TikTok. Exactly. She was like, I want to make sure that it is my version that they're going to make popular again. Very smart. And also the way she uses TikTok is also incredible. Just from what I've seen on my own For You page, it's like filled with people singing along to All Too Well, the 10 minute version and the new verses in that song that we've just heard. And I, every time I open the comments, I see Taylor Swift. She's the first comment and she's going through and interacting with her fans now that this is being re-released and fans are being able to experience this song again in a whole new way. And I think it just shows like how much she appreciates her fans too. And interacting with them on social media makes them feel more included. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets them more and more excited for a new release because they're able to interact with their favorite artists. And with someone like Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. as big as Taylor Swift, fans feel like she might be untouchable. Yeah, completely untouchable, not reachable. But now, like, she's going out of her way to find these videos and find these TikToks and comment on them and interact with her fans 
And I think that strategy, I've always thought that's genius. Like every artist that does that is a genius, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to put it simply, just because fans always love hearing from their favorite artists and being able to hear from their favorite artists so personally, Mm -hmm. especially on a song like All Too Well, that is so personal to her. And now fans are able to share that experience with her. Um, I think that's incredible. And I love, I just love going on TikTok and seeing her commenting on those, those videos. It's so cool to me. Definitely creates a layer of intimacy. I feel like that you don't get, especially a lot of artists. um, I know we talk a lot about in class in our digital public relations class that a lot of artists and big brands are kind of hesitant to get on TikTok since it's a newer platform, but Taylor Swift is 10 steps ahead. She's, she knows her fan base is on TikTok and it definitely creates a little bit of a connection because Instagram Twitter, you don't really get that connection. I feel like it's more p- people distributing their own content rather than interacting. I know comments is a huge thing on TikTok, and I know that's not always the case on other social media platforms. And it's kind of proven all of her little things, all of her little quirks, things that are she's been doing for the release of Red are, have been so successful. I mean, it has been the topic of conversation in every room I walk into pretty much. And I have this little statistic from Forbes that in just five days, Red Taylor's version has scored the largest sales week of 2021 at 500,000 units, I think. That was in the first five days, which is insanity, because especially because most people are streaming on Spotify now. And speaking of Spotify, I believe Red Taylor's version is now the most streamed album on release day. Yeah, it says Taylor Swift's re-recorded Red album broke two Spotify records in one day. According to Variety, uh, one is the record for the most streamed album in a day by a female in Spotify history by picking up over 90.8 million streams on day one. Wow. I believe Ariana Grande with Thank You Next is also up there. She's in like the top five. But that's insane to me. Like 90.8 million streams in one day. And her short film, All Too Well, which also came out on release day, um, I just checked, came out eight days ago, 43 million views already, which is just insane for a song that's already been released like nine, 10 years ago. The fact that people are so excited and inclined to hear from Taylor says a lot about her artistry. She's been around for quite some time and people are just as excited to hear from her now as they were 10 years ago. Yeah, I think it's they're definitely more excited now. Like I said earlier, like it's that, they're getting to re-experience these eras with Taylor, mm-hmm. with a more mature side of Taylor and a side that they definitely relate to now more, I would yeah. say. And I think like just those Spotify records alone just goes to show how successful her digital strategies are on social media with a streaming site such as Spotify. Like her promo is everywhere. And with all the success from these digital tactics that we discussed, I think it definitely will have an impact on the future of PR, especially within music, just because I feel like PR, especially in music, they try to emphasize all this promo and all of this lead up to the official release of an album. But I think Taylor has shown that there doesn't have to be so much time within an announcement and a release, like fans Mm -hmm. are just excited. And all also, those streams on Spotify is like proof enough that her PR team is doing a wonderful job at promoting her albums and making sure she's out there and her fans are excited about it. So I think that'll definitely change the future landscape of music PR for 
the good for sure. It'll, it helps to create new PR tactics for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening to Taylor's version. Um, if you're interested in Taylor's music, make sure you hop on Spotify and play red Taylor's version in parentheses to make sure you're supporting her owned music and make sure you keep your eyes out for future re-releases. And if you would like any more information on the topics we discussed today, we will include the links that we used and what we use for our research in the description. So if you want to learn more. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.